I'm Audrey Pickering, and this is Intentional You. Do you ever feel like life is just happening to you and you can't manage to keep up? Does everything somehow just feel off track? As a certified life coach and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I'm here to show you that nothing has gone wrong here and help you fall in love with your life now. It's time to find the intentional you. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Intentional You. We are on episode number eight, The Skill of Loving Your Life, and I'm so excited to dive into this topic with you all. I apologize for having this episode come out later than I wanted to. The goal was to record it before I went on vacation, but that didn't happen, and so I just got back from vacation today, and I'm recording it now. But you know what? I'm not beating myself up about it. I'm just, you know, I guess this episode was supposed to be <laughs> be recorded today on Saturday instead of earlier, and we're just rolling with it. But I did want to still get an episode out this week because it is my goal to release an episode on this podcast weekly because I love doing it and I'm hoping that what I'm sharing on this podcast has been resonating with you, helping you think more about your life, how you can be more intentional and create the life that you love. Speaking of loving your life, that is what we're going to be talking about today on the podcast. First off, I want to give a little shout out to Bach. Um, for <laughs> some of you, most of you, I don't know, <laughs> whoever, if you're listening to this, you, you might know me personally really well, or you may not really know me. I am a music major. I think I've mentioned that before and I play the organ. And I think it was last week I was practicing some Bach. And as I was practicing Bach, like this like inspiration just like came like the skill of loving your life. I'm like, that's what my next podcast episode is going to be. So thank you, Bach, for inspiring this topic. I, I love thinking about um, loving your life as a skill because I think a lot of the times we think, well, am I going to love my life or not? I don't know. It's going to depend on what's happening in my life. And I think it's really easy for us to want to delegate the loving of our life to outside things, things outside of us, outside of circumstances, like, okay, depending on how this thing is going or what happens with that, that's going to determine if I love my life or not. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that you should go around like a robot, just smiling all day, you know, none of that toxic positivity or anything. But I know for me, as I have looked for ways to kind of build this skill of loving my life, I have, I've just found a lot more like content, a lot more just peace. And it's not to say that I don't sometimes feel stressed or overwhelmed. I Sometimes I do. Sometimes I choose that. But applying some of these uh, strategies that I'm going to share with you today, I'm hoping can help you build this skill. Just like when we go to the gym to like build a muscle, right? It's that I like thinking, thinking of it as a skill because if it's a skill, I feel like I have more control over it. 
if that makes sense which you've probably heard you've probably seen on social media where it's like oh happiness is a choice and you know you get to decide if you're happy or not and yeah 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 but i think then we ask ourselves well how do i do that like break it down for me hoping to give you guys some helpful insights onto that because i think you know, we talk about this like, oh, well, you just have to be happy where you are. You just have to be present. You just have to love your life. No, 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 no. I'm just like, okay, but how do we do that? We think that we, we talk about these concepts, but I really want to break down some very just, um, you know, it might sound kind of basic, but it's these small, simple things that really do make a difference. So first off, I want to talk about emotional immaturity. So basically what emotional immaturity is, is believing that all of the outside things, all of the outside circumstances in your life, emotional immaturity is believing that those things control your happiness and that they control your feelings. And the reality is the out, things outside of you don't create your emotions or your happiness. It is your thoughts about the things outside of you that create any feeling and happiness. So I know this is, <laughs> I have to be reminded of this like over and over again. It's like, no, it's not the outside circumstances that are creating my feelings. It's my thoughts about them. I am creating my feelings. And it's kind of a concept that I feel like the more you just kind of like try it on with different situations in your life, you can kind of see it more. It's also kind of easy, easy to see it with like other people, but just kind of keeping that in mind kind of as the backdrop for this episode is that it's not the things outside of us that make us feel anything. It's what we think about those outside things that creates feelings. And am I saying that we should then just be happy all the time? No, I'm not saying that. That's not what we are designed as human beings to experience. We are designed to, to have contrast, to have sadness and happiness, to have heartbreak and to have um, the whole range. You know what I mean? We want the, the whole human experience. We just don't want the happy quote unquote happy side of the human experience because if we only had that we wouldn't even know that it was like good and you know what i mean like we have to have that contrast to to see and to comprehend the good we have to have the bad to be able to comprehend the good so life is 50 50 as i've talked about on this podcast and i'm not saying that because we are responsible and that we control how we feel that we should choose to feel happy all the time. That's kind of creepy actually. <laughs> Just be like happy all the time. Like, no, there are things that do happen in our lives that we want to choose to be sad about. And that is a beautiful thing. That is the human experience. So just want to speak to that. Okay, let's dive into some strategies on how we can build the skill of loving your life. So for number one, I have find the awesome in your life. Now let me break down what that means. Cause again, this is kind of a very like broad, like, oh, find the awesome in your life. What does that mean? <laughs> so I love to ask myself, I'm like, I love to ask myself things like, what do I love about my life? 
or what's so what's awesome about my life or just saying my life is so awesome and then having to think of reasons of how that is true and it's amazing what you can come up with even if you're having kind of a like you know one of those days you're just kind of like Ugh, my life is not quote unquote on track <laughs> You just kind of ask yourself this, be like, oh my gosh, my life is so awesome. My life is so fun. And you start to like find all these ways that your life is awesome and fun. And it's kind of the coolest thing ever. So basically our brains, they're kind of like computers, like what we input into them, they're going to go and find, they're going to go and search for that. So if I'm telling myself, oh my gosh, my life is terrible. It's so off track. Everything's going wrong. It's, it's just terrible. My brain is going to start looking for all the ways that my life is terrible and wrong, <laughs> quote unquote wrong, right? <laughs> but the things our brains tell us, right? So whatever I'm asking my brain to go and look for, or what I am looking for proof and evidence of, my brain's going to give it to me because my brain wants to be right. So if I start asking myself, okay, in what ways is my life awesome? In what ways is my life going really well? You would be surprised at what your brain's going to come up with. Your brain's going to start searching and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, we have that cool thing. Or, oh my gosh, this. I know for me, it's generally something like, oh my gosh, I have um, these amazing friends. I have a job that I enjoy for the most part. And I get to go and go to school and learn different things. And I live in a world where like we have Spotify and I think just, you know, just things even like, oh my gosh, I like have my own, I have my apartment, I have my own car, just like all these like simple things that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm living the life. I've got all these amazing things. My life is so awesome. So I encourage you to even just like get out a piece of paper and just like start start writing down like, oh my gosh, all the ways that your life is awesome. And what this is doing is you're just, you're looking, you're forcing your brain to look for those things. And it's amazing what the brain will find when we ask it. More useful questions. Instead of asking about all the things that are wrong with our life, which our brain is really good at answering that question. You've probably noticed that. You ever like reach a goal or like do something, like achieve something, and then you think, okay, now we're going to like be there. The brain's not going to start going to keep looking for all the, everything that's wrong with my life. But then once you've achieved that achievement, or you've done that thing, your brain like just is on to something else. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, you got that. But now this is quote unquote wrong with your life. And I think instead of trying to like, shut down and chase that part of our brain that's always like trying to help us out right it's a, the brain is designed to help us survive right so it's always looking you know on the lookout for danger trouble anything that is going to be a threat to our survival today in the 21st century there's a lot of things that the brain thinks is a threat to our survival that actually isn't but that's why we have coaching that's why we have all these tools to help us navigate through that um, anyway, I, what was I saying? <laughs> kind of lost my train of thought there, but oh yeah, talking about how, um, basically 
we create more of what we are looking for. So if we're looking for all the ways that our life is awesome, we're going to go and create more awesome. But if we're looking for all the ways that our life is wrong and terrible and off track, we're going to go look for more of that. So the brain is already naturally going to look for what's wrong. And that's, that's, that's good. That's fine. We don't need to fight that, shut that down, resist that. But we just also need to give some airtime to the awesome. What's awesome with my life? What's going well? What's on track? And oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. Just this simple exercise of asking your brain and having that kind of little quest on, okay, where's the awesome? And I totally recommend get a piece of paper, get out your journal, write, write some things down, just kind of get your brain thinking. Okay. That is number one. Number two, we have practice gratitude. Now, I know you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, yes, everyone's talking about gratitude. All the coaches, all the psychologists, all the scientists, just like people at church, church leaders, all it's, people are talking about how awesome gratitude is. And it's so amazing, right? From a scientific background, from a spiritual background, gratitude, it just is so good. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things that it's like such a simple thing that's something we kind of hear about a lot that we're like, oh yeah, gratitude. And then we kind of just like discount it because we're like, well, yeah, I should probably do that more, but also it's just gratitude. <laughs> like, come on, we've been talking about that forever, right? And one thing that I've done in my life to incorporate some gratitude is what I will do is I will type out on my phone. I have a kind of like a a part of my phone where I'll, I'll just type out every day three things that I am grateful for. Very simple thing. Takes a very short amount of time. But again, it's that practice of having our brain go and find things we're grateful for. Things that are awesome. The brain's going to start looking for that. If that's what we input for it to go and search for, that's what's going to come up come up with. And it's just a simple thing, but it it really does make a difference. So gratitude. Find some way to practice gratitude, whether that's like writing things down in a gratitude journal. I know I know someone who this is actually really kind of cool. She posts on Facebook like three things that she's grateful for that day. And it's it's kind of fun because like, you know, in social media, you see a lot of like well, you see a lot of things on social media. <laughs> there can be a lot of negative things, but there's also a lot of good too. I don't want to discount the good, but it's fun to see the all the creative and different things that she comes up with uh, for her gratitude. And I think it's super cool. I So, you know, finding a way to, to express that, either, you know, writing it down, sharing it on social media, just typing it down on your phone. Maybe you say it in prayer, you know, finding ways to just incorporate gratitude more. And I think too, like sharing that too, I think that's one of the cool things about like sharing it on social media, you know, something, if that's your thing, or, you know, it just, it's the world we live in has so much negativity, right? Like, and then when we share like gratitude and what we're grateful for, it's just like this, this like light. It's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> and life is good too. Yay. Thank goodness. Okay, so that is number two, practice gratitude. 
For number three, I have do more of what you love. And with that, I also have find what you love. Now you're probably thinking, okay, Audrey, that's all nice and everything, but I don't have time. (laughs) And I would just prompt you to ask maybe a different question. Instead of saying, I don't have time, which immediately shuts the brain down from looking for any possibility of how you could incorporate more of what you love into your life, I would invite you to ask a more useful question like, how could I incorporate more of this, insert whatever you want to incorporate more into your life? How can I incorporate this more into my life? How could this become a part of my life? And another you know, you may not even know, like, I don't know what I want more of in my life. You know, explore. Do a, I love doing, brain dumps are so fun, you guys. Just like ask yourself a question, like, okay, what do I want to incorporate more into my life? And then just like get a piece of paper out and then just like write down everything that comes to mind. And then just kind of look at it and be like, okay, what do we got here? And it's crazy when we ask our we ask ourselves more useful questions like instead of asking ourselves or looking for ways that our life is terrible and off track and bad and wrong and we look for like oh my gosh my life what are the ways my life is on track it's you'll be crazy you'll be surprised at what you're able to come up with instead of saying i don't have time like okay how could i incorporate this more into my life your brain's gonna start looking for solutions and you'll be pretty surprised be like oh my gosh i didn't even think of that because I wasn't asking myself the right question. Um, okay. When we do more of what we love, it's just, you know, I'm like almost like, how do I, do I even need to explain this? <laughs> like you do more of what you love. It's, it just creates more love in your life, which is helpful when you're trying to learn the skill of loving your life, right? And I recently saw something on Pinterest. I think it was Pinterest. Or maybe it was social media. I don't know. It was somewhere on the internet. <laughs> it was talking about, like, you can't be productive all the time. And I was like, oh, <laughs> do you ever feel guilty for not being able to be productive all the time? <laughs> but you know there's something beautiful about being able to have that time where you're focused, where you put work in, where you work really hard whatever you're doing in life, but then also having that time to play, time to explore, time to go and <laughs> hit a pickleball. <laughs> I've been getting into pickleball lately, you guys, and it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty ther- therapeutic too. You hit that ball with that, oh, what's it called? It's not a racket. It's a paddle. <laughs> it's a paddle. It makes this like amazing sound. Anyway, we can't, we aren't designed to work all the time. Because how do we know this? Because we have to sleep, <laughs> right? Like it, it just, I don't know. There's something that comes with like being able to accept. I think that, okay, I want to live a, an amazing, fulfilling life. And part of that amazing, fulfilling life is going to be doing things that I love. And work, you know, is a lot of the time going to be things that you love. But also giving yourself time to go play pickleball, to go ride a roller coaster. (laughs) I'm giving examples of things I do, you know, to go watch a movie with your family or your friends, go have a girl's night, go do your nails. These are things I like to. (laughs) Um, okay. Very good. Let's talk about number four. 
which kind of goes along with number three, actually, now that I think about it. Number four is to practice self-care. Now, before you go, oh, yeah, (laughs) self-care. The thing that everyone's telling me to do more of, just like gratitude, right? Oh, yeah, gratitude. And oh, yeah, don't forget self-care. Now, what I would offer is that self-care, like I think a lot of people just immediately go to, oh my gosh, bubble baths and doing your nails. And sure, if you that's your thing, go for it. I personally love having doing my nails. <laughs> Actually, I love having my friend who is like an artist and paints do my nails. They look amazing when she does them and I feel all put together and fun. Anyway, side tangent. <laughs> but I'm talking about things like sleep and exercise and eating nutritious healthy foods and giving yourself you know downtime and time to time to rest time to relax those are self-care too like i think a lot of the time we think that self-care has to be like this extra thing that we have to like add into our lives and yeah it might be but if you feel overwhelmed by thinking about that maybe we start with just like okay i'm gonna work on getting a little more sleep that's gonna be my self-care or i'm gonna go for a walk i'm gonna incorporate some movement to my life or i'm gonna try to eat more vegetables (laughs) that's kind of where i'm at right now (laughs) oh okay whatever it is it's all self-care in my opinion, is such a vital thing to learning to love your life because self-care helps us regulate our nervous system. Now, I went to a conference back in June. It was amazing with Jody Moore in Spokane. And she talked about, she's taking this amazing course, which maybe one day I'll take, who knows, where I was talking about the nervous system. And you know, regulating the nervous system and how that fits in with like, you know, feelings, emotions, thoughts, and all the things that we talk about as coaches. And it was so great. <laughs> One of my highlights of the conference where she talked about how in this class, you know, they kind of go a little more in depth with in terms of like the scientific, um, you know, side of it and everything. She's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the simple things that people have been telling us to do for forever to, you know, regulate our nervous system, breathing, sleep, water, movement, eating nutritious food. It's the things that, you know, they're like easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. It's doing those things to take care of ourselves, take care of our bodies, that when we're taking care of our bodies, we're going to feel better, right? That make all the difference in you know, regulating our nervous system and keeping keeping ourselves healthy. And this is important to helping us love our life because when we're not taking care of ourselves, which it happens, it does, and it's okay. Don't beat yourself up for that when it happens because it will happen. <laughs> but when we take that, um, when we take the opportunity to take care of ourselves and regulate our, keep our, you know, we're doing things to help regulate our nervous system, it's going to be I I don't want to really say easier, but yeah, I'm going to say it. It's going to be easier for us to love our lives when we're taking care of ourselves, when we're not constantly just running ourselves ragged. When we're taking care of ourselves, it's going to be easier for us to love our life. 
So part of the skill of learning to love our life is learning to take care of ourselves, practice that self-care, being kind to ourselves, being kind to our bodies. That is an important part of learning to love your life. And I don't want to neglect that. Okay. We are on number five. Last one here, guys. I want you to set big goals. But I want you to know that there, there being when you achieve your goal, that there is not better than here, than where you are right now. Now you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Audrey, well then why am I going to set big goals? <laughs> if it's not, if my life's not going to be better, if I'm not going to be better, if I set these goals, then why even try? And I, why will I go to all this effort if it's not going to make me better? Now, I just want to say, we set goals to grow. And when we grow, we're going to have a different experience, right? And we're probably going to have different problems. Maybe our life is going to look a little different, right? Maybe instead of having one problem, we're going to have another. But the point is, opposition challenges are still going to exist, no matter if we achieve our goal or not. So thinking, a lot of us do this, and I do this too, I'm guilty of this. We think we set a goal and we think, oh my gosh, once I get there, I'm going to love my life every second. It's going to be amazing. And we don't take the opportunity to love where we are and enjoy our life and learn the skill of loving our life now. We just keep postponing our happiness and loving our life for, oh, after I graduate from college or after I get married or after I have a house or after I have more money, whatever, you know, whatever goal you're going for. I'm not saying don't go for the goal. Go for it. It could be fun. It could be cool. It would be cool to have that experience. It would be awesome to grow. But as you're going after that goal, understand that life is still going to be 50-50 when you get that goal. That you're still, your brain's still going to be <laughs> looking for all the things that are wrong with you in your life. <laughs> And there is not better. It's just different. You're just going to have different problems, different experiences, different joys, different sorrows. And that's a beautiful thing. As human beings, we're always, we're always looking to grow, to evolve, to go to the next level. And that's a beautiful thing. If we just like arrived after, you know, achieving X goal or whatever, well, how boring would that be, <laughs> right? We want to continue to grow and evolve and become better. And I know that when I'm able to know this and remind myself of this, because I'm telling you, my brain tells me all the time, well, once you get there, life's going to be better. You're going to be happy all the time. And I have to be like, no, 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 that's not how it works. And I want you to be able to, to stay present, to work towards amazing goals while also staying present and also enjoying and learning to love your life wherever you are to be where you are, to know that this moment is enough. This moment is amazing. There is not better. There's just different. Do goals, do them for the experience and for the growth. Don't do them thinking that once I get that goal, I'm going to feel good 100% of the time. Nope. It's a lie. <laughs> I saw this quote on social media that I just loved and I've been 
sending it to my friends and they've all been like, oh my gosh, yes, we forget this. And this is a quote. You don't have to wait until life isn't hard anymore to be happy. So good, right? Like we don't, I think a lot of us do this. I know I do this. We just kind of like postpone our happiness, postpone loving our life because we think, well, I can't love it now because this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And then we like try to wait for when something changes or when we get married or when we graduate or whatever. And it's, it's just, no, (laughs) we can love our life now. And it's a skill that we can build now because if we're always in this grass is greener kind of thinking like, oh, well, I can't be happy now because I had to wait till this happens. Even when we get what we're looking for, we achieve that goal, we get that desired result. If our brain is used to being in that mindset of just always, nope, we can't be happy now. Grass is green on the other side. We have to wait till this happens. We're going to keep that mindset because our brain is going to go with us with our all the changes in our life. And if we don't learn to just this skill of learning to love your life, learning to embrace it all and be there for yourself wherever you are, if we don't learn that, then life is just going to be a constant looking for the, gra- the greener grass <laughs> instead of being like, oh my gosh, there's amazing grass. I love this grass. Yeah, the grass may change color, may change length, may be a little different as we go through life and we have different experiences, but it's learning to love all of it. Love where we are, love where we're going, and to just be present and to continue to develop the skill of loving yourself and your life. Anyway, that is going to sum us up for today. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, I would love to hear from you. I'll put my contact info in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening to The Skill of Evolving Your Life, An Intentional You. I'll be back next week with another episode. Have an amazing week. Make it a great week. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Intentional You. If you like what you're hearing and want to go even deeper and take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10x level, I invite you to set up a free consult call with me where we can talk about your dreams, your desires, and what results you want to create in your life. Go to at Audrey Pickering Coaching on Instagram to get the link to set up a free consult call with me. I can't wait to hear from you.